You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Acts, Chapter 6. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and the large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from Jewish members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, who began to argue with Stephen, but they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We have heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. So they stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They produced false witnesses who testified. This fellow never stopped speaking against this holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Wow, what a <laughs> what a roller coaster ride really? this is uh, already, and we have only just now started into chapter six. And uh, I kind of feel like I'm part of a, seeing a church plant unfold. Yes. I mean, part of okay, so so what's next? We don't really know, but then what happens next? Uh, a little bit of organizing, maybe with different functions. You have this community of believers and people have different gifts, doing different things, and then something I thought. Just, I thought was so powerful uh, when we read in the first few verses of chapter 6 that uh, they're neglecting uh, what they should be doing uh, and so they need to find someone else to, to come in and, and do what they were doing so that they can divide the word right. uh, and then when they choose the people to, to do the more practical things they uh, chose people full of the spirit and of wisdom and I think that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. It just really spoke to me. I, I, I totally agree. It, you know, I think sometimes we can, because of people's functions within the church, ascribe to them different levels of status or mm -hmm. value, and assume that you know to be a preacher, you really got to be a real super Christian over here, and you know, but to serve in uh, kind of let's say some sort of mercy ministry of some kind. 
well, you don't need to have as much Holy Spirit to enter wisdom. Or, and what you've just described is, you know, refutes that whole sort of mindset yes. that, um, you know, regardless of function, we all are in need of the Holy Spirit's empowerment. Mm-hmm. We all need to have wisdom and discernment in the ministry that we are called to do with God. And you see that here in the text that you pointed out. And one of the, the person that the text points to as a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit is Stephen, mm-hmm. who, of course, next week we'll talk about yes. his martyrdom and his being the first Christian martyr and this incredible example of faithfulness and of his obedience to God. And he's the one doing the quote-unquote mercy ministry or the you know sort of helping hands yeah. ministry and has this important role in the church's history so we shouldn't we shouldn't look to create these these false hierarchies in the church but still realize that we all can have different parts to play and different roles i think uh one of the my favorite things about who we are as a salvation army is this line uh, and a principle that we live by that we're all into this priesthood of all believers mm-hmm. which is when we come together everybody has something to contribute everybody has the capacity to contribute and we're better when you're making your contribution and when i first read as a young believer the uh as we read in chapter 6 verse 2 the 12 Um, gathered all the disciples together and they said it wouldn't be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. My immature new believer mind was like, well, what is wrong with them? Like what they think they're too good to wait tables, like blah, blah, blah. But um, now that I've been walking with Jesus a while and I've spent time in different roles of the church, I realized that actually if someone is appointed and anointed to do a thing, you really, really want them to do, to do that things. thing, yeah. right? And so True. we don't, and if, if I am not giving my contribution, then someone else has got to do the thing that really is my work to do. Like if I'm like, oh, no, it couldn't be me. I'm no one. God can never use me, or I'm too good for that, or I'm just insecure, mm-hmm. and I won't do the thing that God and the church are inviting me into, someone else has to do it. So the person that ought to be preaching they can't prepare properly because they're also cleaning during the week or they're visiting during the week or they're, you know, whatever the other functions are. But when we all, as a priesthood of all believers, each of us having a, a place in the ministry of the people of God towards God and the people of God um, uh, to one another, then it frees one another up to be able to devote ourselves to the things or even just to discovering the things that God has for us because I remember in the beginning when I first came to know Jesus I don't I was like I can't really do anything but if you need someone to pour coffee like I can do that and I'm not even making a joke because I know sometimes I can be kind of jokey and stuff but like in the beginning I was like I'll just pour coffee because I feel fine with that like I can I can pour coffee and talk to people can that be what I do and someone was like yeah we'd love for you to do that and that's where I started and obviously um the Lord has grown me since then, but it was a place to start. So what I love about this, um, it does come down to just, you know, the spirit of, of wisdom to not just know who to pick, but also to know how to draw people in and how to give them maybe sometimes just a, just baby steps to begin to walk in the thing that God is calling them to so that as they experience that ministry and they walk in their calling and purpose, 
they are fulfilled in a way they didn't know they could be and they hunger for more. So then they begin to say, you know what, like I really like pouring coffee, but what I would love to do is also be the greeter and like welcome people in. And um, I think what we see here, it is like a church plant and where um, people are finding who they are in the church and then they're doing that thing um, that they do and uh, they're filled with joy and that in itself is evangelism, that's a witness and people are drawn to families and uh, collectives that are like that. I think another good point definitely with that as well, um, thinking about neglecting the ministry to go and wait tables. As you heard it, you know, what's wrong with waiting tables? But it's also on the other side is if you are called to preach, why not delegate the rest of that out? Mm. Some people hold that right to their chest. I have to do all of it. I have to welcome people wow. in. I have to set yes. up. I've got to do all of this and don't don't want to let that go to allow other people to be able to. Maybe that's their ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I heard from that was delegation. It was like, okay, you guys are set to preach now. You're at that level where you're able to break the word down. So now pick seven other people to be able to lead these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that was definitely a good reminder. Delegate, delegate, delegate. And maybe it's great if you have people coming at you asking to help with the ministry. Sometimes that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the, the pastor holding on to it. So it's both sides. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.